Welcome to Actor and Actress Spotlight. It is Entertainment Talks podcast for looking at different actors and actresses in entertainment. I'm your host Matthew and uh, today I'm just going to be here to talk about one person. Um, I know that this is a solo episode uh, and I could have chosen two people to talk about uh, but that's not necessarily a requirement for the podcast. Uh, But as you've seen from the title I'm going to be talking about Ricky Gervais today. Um, Yeah I think that Ricky has um even like before Afterlife because I know that Afterlife had a lot more of an effect on me than some of his other shows um and like even though he liked the, the tweets and stuff like that I mean he he is he seems to have gone around and uh people that posted reviews uh about Afterlife and said good things about it he seems to be really kind of engaging with the community so I think that that's really quite amazing as well um but I think, like, his way of looking at problems, his way of looking at, like, animal cruelty, all those sorts of things, is just, uh, well, kind of inspiring, to be honest. Um, like, he's really not one of them celebrities that just, um, tries to, like, run after fame and, and things like that. And I think it's quite, it is, it's always really nice when, uh, you look at somebody like, uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, Bill Murray, the two people that uh, Robert and David picked in, in the first two episodes, um, two two uh, you know actor, two celebrities that are kind of in the same path as Ricky in, in that sort of way. Um, I mean, Yvonne and Hayden are still kind of in, in that wheelhouse as well with the these celebrities that don't try to don't try to grab attention in that kind of way and they just they just go out they make their they make their thing they they wait to see if how things work and all that kind of stuff uh or if something successful like afterlife and and the office and extras and stuff like that um and uh yeah it's just it just makes such a difference um because even if even if there's a celebrity that you like that is a bit more after fame like going after fame you don't have. You still don't have to. Nece- you still don't have to necessarily follow that part of their careers. You can still like just wait until they release material, whether they're a musician or an actor or whatever they are. You can, in a way, like avoid that side of uh, the celebrities if you can, um, and then just wait for them to release new material. But it it does really add a bit more of like a human element to these celebrities um, when that when they do try to just simply try to be creative and go out there and make stuff and uh, I do think that Ricky's definitely one of those people um is he like controversial and stuff sure he said some jokes that some people would definitely find offensive um but I mean what does the word offensive mean in 2019 people get offended so easily anyway but I'm talking more about things that are things that are sensitive to people that aren't quite so sensitive um so yeah um it, it just depends what kind of comedy you like and the the fact that like okay he can say some stuff where you're like okay that was dark but it was still pretty funny um and like how you kind of click with that i suppose it is entirely up to you to me like whenever he says something and it's a bad joke i i can be like okay that was a fairly offensive thing to to say for you to say but it but you didn't quite mean it and it was funny um which is which is you you know that that's what they're going for so you know that they don't mean such uh, like ill intent uh it kind of depends on the celebrity themselves and and that sort of thing but um yeah i think that ricky does quite a good job with that i remember his uh i think it was his 2018 netflix stand-up special which you can of course go and watch on netflix 
he he did get a little bit into um, parenthood and and his his views on that, and not just his views on parenthood, but his views as himself as a parent and why he wouldn't have children. I can't remember exactly what he said. It was something to do with like babies being quite fragile and and that sort of thing. Um, but you can go and watch that if you want to see that. Um, and some people took a bit more offence to like uh, some of the jokes he told there. But again, that was to me like. He's quite good at that specific, like, dark comedy in a way. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he does a great job with that. Uh, so let's go through the things that he's actually done. Um, but, no, I, I almost... I don't know if look up to Ricky is the right word, but um, I certainly... He certainly, like, got me on his on his side. I can't quite think of the, the right sort of phrase to use. Um... But uh, yeah, he's he's got my support basically with with things going forward. Um, I mean, he had he had my support before Afterlife, but seeing him go and do that sort of work and pull it off so incredibly well uh, with me calling it a work of art, he's just I guess won me over even more. So um, we'll see how where that goes. Uh, yeah, you got them listed here. So I'll, I'll do, it's got them listed in big paragraphs, but I'll just kind of talk about them as I'm scrolling down. Uh, so the office it. See, here's the funny question. Ricky's done so many, like, big things at this point that I wonder what people would recognise him most for. So, like, if you look at somebody like uh, Andrew Lincoln, you'd think about The Walking Dead, probably. If you looked at Norman Reedus, you'd probably think about The Walking Dead. If you looked at Arnold Schwarzenegger, you might probably think of The Terminator. Um, Ricky's done so many things that have kind of all been on the same level uh, minus extras, I, I suppose I would say Ex- extras is something I don't see people talking about as much. But he's done um, the off. I- I'll go through and list the things that he's done, and then I'll go back and talk about them separately. Uh, so he's done the office. He's done extras. He did the uh, the Ricky Gervais show. Uh, he did Life's Too Short, uh, An Idiot Abroad, Derek Afterlife, and he's done some stand up comedy. Uh, and he's done some radio stuff before with with Ricky and and all that. Um, but I think most people would say The Office, to me, um, I don't know, because Derek was, like, really good, but I don't see quite as many people talking about that. Um, I think a lot of people would recognise him from The Office, just because, um, what's it, that David Brent himself, his character, made such a, like, impact in, in different ways, I think you could say. Um, but I, I think that's what most people recognise him from, plus the fact that, um, when people look at the US version of The Office, which was very, very big in the US when that happened, um, I think a lot of people would, like, look at the US version of The Office and then go, oh, there's, like, a UK adaption, and then they see Ricky Gervais, and then they'd maybe go, oh, yeah, that was, that was that guy who did all the, all the stuff with Carl Pilkington and all that, and, and the things with Stephen Merchant, so I think it would be The Office. Um, my favourite thing that he's done is probably Afterlife, I know there might be a little bit of recency bias there. I did like the UK version of The Office, but I did find because he's got his he's got his plain comedy, which I don't mean bad. I just mean he's more normal comedy. Then he's got his dark comedy, and then he's kind of got his cringy comedy. I think The Office, the UK version with David Brent, is much more where the cringy stuff comes in. There's a, there's the occasional normal comedy there, which is very very rare in the UK version of the in the UK Office. I'll just say The Office. If you guys know what I mean. Uh, with The Office, and then with, um, I think more with Afterlife, the dark comedy is there, because of, like, the character's mentally ill and stuff, and he's making comedy in, in the, within the story and within the character of, um, 
I think it's uh, what's his character's name? Let me let me scroll down. Uh, his character's name in um, Afterlife. Um, actually got his name written here. Uh, no, it's not got his name written on Afterlife, but his character in that um, as well is more f- is more focused on that character's plot and like the story with within the actual show itself. Um, so where was we with the with the Office the UK? Um, but no, I think he d- he did a great job w- with that as well. And that was one of his short and sweet things. And then of course the US took it and expanded it for nine seasons of twenty three episodes. Because not only was it nine seasons, it was also way more episodes because uh, I think it was like six episodes or something, and then uh, a few episodes for uh, for for the for the other seasons. So it was like it's like six episodes for the the U- the UK office, and then the US ones like twenty three because they do their like longer seasons. Extras, uh, extras is a bit of a blind spot for me. I've seen the first couple of episodes, but then I sort of stopped for some reason. I didn't particularly dislike it. It was just a bit more different, and it took me, I suppose, a little bit more time to like adjust to it. There's a lot of celebrities that have apparently appeared in this as well, which I want to um, list because uh, yeah, that sort of seemed to happen with that show. You had Ross Kemp, you had Les Dennis, Patrick Stewart, Vinnie Jones, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Stiller, uh, Kate Winslet, uh, Francesca Martinez, uh, Daniel Radcliffe apparently was in there, um, Dam, Diana Rigg, uh, Orlando Bloom. Uh, so Ian McKellen, Chris Martin, Keith uh, Chegwick, uh, Robert Lindsay, uh, Warwick Davis, Robbie, Ronnie, sorry, uh, Ronnie Corbett, uh, Stephen Fry, Richard Briers, Patrick Potter, uh, Sophie Myers, uh, Moira Stewart, David Bowie, uh, Kate Winslet, was she listed somewhere here? No. Um, Robert De Niro and Jonathan Ross. So yeah, cause, because that was... Um, but it was based around him being an extra in different things. So mu- much different to something... Well, quite quite different to anything he's really done. Because in all the other shows, he's basically the main character. I mean, he's the main character in extras. But he's playing as an extra who isn't a main character. Because so, that's not what extras are. Um, so that was quite fun for like those couple of episodes. But now that I've got... Now that I've sort of clicked in with Ricky Gervais again with Afterlife. And his, his Netflix comedy and stuff like that. Um, I'll probably go back and check out extras at some point as well. Plus, you know, British TV really short, so it's not that much of a commitment. None of these, none of these shows I'm going to list here. If if you're unfamiliar with Ricky Gervais or whatever, none of these shows will take you too long to get through, uh, especially Afterlife because it's only one season. Uh, the Ricky Gervais show, I absolutely loved the Ricky Gervais show, and the annoying thing was that was because uh, that was at the time when I would watch more things when they were on. It was always like, I think it was 10 o'clock or half 10 or something. or It, it was between like 10 and 11 o'clock. I can't remember exactly when it was. Um, they used to have it on and I used to just I used to just be there as soon as that thing was on. Uh, more, more with the second and the third season, I think. I didn't catch the first season because um, it, was, it was a bit earlier. Um, I absolutely loved it. I just love... I love when uh, him, Stephen, him and Stephen, Ricky and Stephen are asking Carl questions because Carl's just such a different and, and fascinating person. You just don't know what he's gonna like and what he isn't, and what he's gonna uh, sort of come out with. And um, I mean, it's just the most basic of questions that they ask Carl in those sorts of shows and in uh, Edit Abroad, which I'll, which we'll get to here shortly. Um, 
But it's just the most basic of life questions. And just Carl's answers to a lot of, or to anything really, is just pure fascination. It's so fascinating to, to sort of see. Um, and they basically did, they turned um, their podcast into a TV show. Uh, and what they what they essentially showed, because obviously you guys, well, you're listening to a podcast right now. Uh, and you don't see any video or anything. But what they did was essentially create like an animated, you know, studio set. And they animated Carl and Ricky and Stephen. And the fun thing was at the start of each episode, they would show Ricky, Carl and, and Stephen walking into like a, you know, a real set. And then they'd slowly animate the whole room. It was really kind of cool the way that they did it. Uh, and you'd see the, like the on-air light button. And that would change to an anima- animation. And it would, and then it would cut down to, uh... Where the desk was, and you, you'd see them all animated. It, it was really quite cool the way they did it. But they basically took all the podcasts that they'd done, which I didn't know about until the Ricky Gervais show aired. Because uh, this is the Ricky Gervais show itself was, I think, one of the first things um, that I'd seen Ricky in. I think I was aware of The Office, because, like, again, that was his kind of big thing. Um, but for me, the, the Ricky Gervais show was when I started to really get to know. Uh, or get used to to Ricky's work and sort of discover him and Stephen and Carl. Uh, so that was fascinating as well. But yeah, there's like, I think again, like six episodes or so for, for, for like three seasons. And the, the sad thing to me, because something kind of unexpectedly happened, which was um, I didn't look up how many episodes were in season three. And I was going back, you know, week after week, just really thoroughly enjoying the episodes. Um... And then they aired one of the episodes, and then, uh, you know, because if, if you watch something live, I mean, I guess if you record something, um, as opposed to watch on demand, sometimes they they include the, like, narration bits before a show starts, to say, like, oh, this is, like, The Walking Dead, how will Rick survive this week's whatever, um, that you'll get that kind of narration, as opposed to the episode just starting. Uh, sometimes it's in on-demand broadcast, and sometimes it isn't. It just depends what you watch, where you watch it, all that sort of thing. But anyway... Uh, the E4 announcer was like, oh, now get ready for the final, ep- final, last ever episode of the Ricky Gervais show. I thought, what? Where is this? Where has this come from? Well, I, I, cause I actually didn't know it was even um, the end of the season because I didn't, I didn't look up how many episodes there were. I was just too engaged with watching what was going on. Um, so I thought, oh, there's another episode next week, and little did I know I was tuning in, in for the final episode. Um, so I was even more just like, okay, gotta make the most of this. And it's one of them things where, like, you know where somebody's asked you before, like, if you could erase your memory of something and then enjoy it the same amount, or even potentially more, on the second time? Uh, or redo your your first viewing with a show, basically. Uh, the Ricky Gervais show would probably be that, because I try to, I've seen, like, little clips online and bits and pieces, um, and I try and watch them as well, but it's like, I already know what's coming, I already know sort of what they're going to say in that. Uh, but I really love that show. Just just them three having a conversation was just so fascinating to me. So that was good as well. Uh, where are we here? Um, yeah, let's take a quick break here. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. 
that's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment and then all you need to do is support us at the one dollar level tier that will get you access to all of the ad free podcasts that we've done in in the past and get you access to all the ad free podcasts in that month as well so it's a great way to support us on entertainment talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad free podcasts as always thank you very much for listening back to the show Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, Game of Thrones is back for its 8th and final season. Uh, If you're in the UK, you can watch it at 2am if you are able to stay up. If you're not, don't worry. Um, You can also watch it live at uh, 9pm. But if you want to watch it before 9pm, but after 2am, the episode is on demand and available from 3am. So you can watch it 3, 4, 5, 6, whatever whatever time you want after 3am, it will be available to you on demand. Um, and the podcast is obviously out there, the preview podcast, I've been doing a sort of little fun countdown. Uh, if you want to check out the podcast, obviously check it out on, on the website, search for Reviewing Westeros. You can also click on the podcast drop down menu uh, and click on Game of Thrones. You can click on the iTunes feeds uh, post as well. There's links available available for you in there. Uh, you can also search for Entertainment Talk or search for uh, Reviewing Westeros on podcast services. Uh, if you're having trouble finding it, you can email in to us or, or tweet us. Uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's the contact page and there should be information in your show notes. Uh, and you can ask me for the feed and I'm sure I'll be able to help you subscribe to it. So that's Game of Thrones for its final uh, season. It will be six episodes. Um... Something that's, uh, well, we got something that's ending and something that's beginning next week. Something that's ending, uh, Star Trek Discovery is coming to its end for Season 2 uh, th- this week. Uh, we had the, apparently the first part of the, se- of the season finale, which was originally going to be the season finale. Uh, but next week, um, we've got Episode 14, which is the actual season finale. So uh, you can join me for that next week on Friday. It should be very interesting. Um, probably had its best episode of the whole run. Uh, this past Friday, so check out check out Star Trek Discovery as well, CBS All Access and Netflix. Um, we also we got gaming talk this week. We talked about uh, Cyberpunk and some other stuff. We talked no, that was the week before. We talked about Crash Team Racing. We talked about Fallout 76, uh, PSN name changes, which are finally available to you guys, uh, those of you that need it. Uh, so that's out there as well. We talked about some other stuff as well. Uh, this week we will be talking about uh, Star Wars: The Fallen. Is it The Fallen Order? The Fallen Jedi? I think it's The Fallen Jedi, the new game from EA, uh, which hopefully shouldn't have any um, bad business to to it. <laughs> we shall see how that goes, though. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about that and a bunch of other stuff this week. Uh, if you missed it last week, I did two video game reviews uh, for Astrobot. And for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So those are out there for you as well to listen to. Um, yeah, what else have we got? DC shows. Obviously we've got Flash, Arrow, uh, which are running at the moment. Black Lightning is finished. Uh, update on the Legends podcast. We will be back for episode 12. So we can talk about the first four episodes uh, from its return. So 9, 10, 11 and 12. Uh, so we'll come back for that. And then we'll come back for the season finale episode 16. Uh, so those are the DC shows, um, and yeah, that's basically what we've got going on at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice. Let's get back to, well, to Ricky Gervais. Um, so yeah, that was the Ricky Gervais show, um, I and I loved it, so I thought that was great. Life's Too Short, I've not actually heard of this. This is the one thing in this list that I've not actually heard of. What does it say that it's about? Life's Too Short begun on BBC Two on 10th of November 2011. Uh, Gervais and Merchant um, wrote this... A- observational sitcom about the idea 
uh, from an idea by Warwick Davis. It is described by Ricky as Javaris as, as being about, quote, the life of a showbiz uh, dwarf, which I guess he's referring to Warwick Davis, and as, quote, a cross between extras and The Office, interesting, um, which do have some, I guess, similarities in some way. The show's star, um, the show stars actor Davis playing a fictionalized version of himself, as well as Gervais and Merchant, so Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. HBO, uh, premium cable channel HBO, uh, who co-produced the series with BBC, had the US rights to begin airing, uh, in 2012, so, um, yeah, that's a big kind of blind spot for me. Um, I know I haven't seen extras, but I'm glad I know that that's what that's about, but, um, Life's Too Short, I can't really comment on that, because, uh, I don't really know much about that. Um, An Idiot Abroad. So this is where they basically send Carl Pilkington like abroad to different places, and he you know interacts with different cultures, and basically goes on a on a on a holiday, but has tasks and objectives given to him by Ricky and Stephen. So it's not them sending him on a holiday, and he talks about his holiday. He's going to different countries and exploring different things, but. He's given things to do by um, Ricky and, and Stephen. Uh, some of those things kind of like test him and that. And they, they test what he's going to be able to sort of do and get on with. And again, it's, one of, it's a little bit similar. This is the most similar thing they've done to the Ricky Gervais show. Apart from this is a lot more like practical stuff where they're having a conversation with him. It's not like a podcast show though because he's going around and exploring all these different countries and stuff. And... Uh, Finding out about what how different cultures do different things and all that sort of stuff. Um, but again, it's one of those situations where they throw uh, they throw um, Carl into a into a situation, and you kind of see how how he reacts to certain things the same way he does in the Ricky Gervais show. So so basically, instead of them asking him questions on the podcast, they'll send him to somewhere to do something, and then you'll get his opinion on that specific way of doing things in that country uh depending depending on what the thing is that he's doing uh it could be like and there was something similar that carl did on his own which was uh it was called the moaning of life but that was entirely without steven and ricky um but in 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 a deer abroad was fun it was pretty cool i do still prefer the ricky javier show just because they're sitting and asking him questions and stuff but if you want something a bit more um you know, where someone's going on a journey, basically, and doing similar things, then, um, An Idiot Abroad's probably a bit more for you, um, but I, I, I quite liked it, but that was much more of Carl's show than it was Ricky's, because you'd often just hear, like, Carl would be on, 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 or in a piece of transport, so, like, on a car or something, or, or, like, a horse and carriage, or some, something like that, uh, or some sort of bus or something, um, and he'd be, like, talking to Ricky on the phone, and that would be about as much as conversation as they would have. They would have a conversation before they send him somewhere, like, in, in a room. They would say, oh, we're sending you here or there. Um, but past that, it was much more Stephen and Ricky on the phone to, to, to him, and then talking to him about what he's gonna, gonna be doing, who's gonna be meeting and stuff. So, I did find it quite interesting, but it's very, very similar to, like, The Moaning of Life. But The Moaning of Life is a bit more of uh Carl on his own and he's exploring different cultures ways of doing things with in idiot abroad it was a bit more them sending him to places to do stuff if that makes sense so that they they're very very similar in a lot of ways but he's doing slightly different things uh so that was an idiot abroad 
most of these things have, have finished now because you've got um yeah the office finished extras i think finished uh ricky gervais show finished like i said life's too short i'm pretty sure that finished uh an idiot abroad got finished derek did as well and afterlife is the thing that he's currently doing and then of course he does stand-up comedy every now and then um so yeah back to derek i loved derek i thought it was absolutely phenomenal um it's essentially ricky um playing as this i'll say oap type of character um like this old age pensioner type of character um and i think he had a certain like condition but i can't remember what it was what it was and it was um him playing yeah he was playing as derek and um yeah he was in this old people's home sort of thing and it was about again a bit similar to the office in certain ways where it's like the everyday life of this character in this particular work scenario but obviously with derek it's a lot more different there wasn't any like paper company stuff um nothing like that it was basically him like trying to make friends and that sort of thing um but there was a lot of like heart put into it it was a bit more like the the feel to it was a lot more something to uh like afterlife where it's got like if if you take the the mental illness and depression and you put the heart sort of stuff in there that's a lot more what Derek was it was a bit of sort of the heart of afterlife meets the situation of the office but you change what the situation would be uh so basically you change the situ- you change the situation from a paper company to an old people's home obviously you change the character to Derek and and uh, an elderly person and then you change like the wacky cringy comedy to a lot more sort of heartwarming kind of comedy um and yeah i mean i know i'm making it sound kind of simple just him like in, a, in old people's home and stuff um but the way they did some of the plots and um you had you had the the thing that they had in the office which was these people doing these like little vlog interview type of things and they would talk about the different situations that are going on and the different things that were happening um i think this got some emmys where it got nominated for some stuff uh but it doesn't say that here i'm not i'm not seeing that that written down here but i'm sure it got nominated for something um but yeah, I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic and that's on, I think that's all on Netflix and on on uh, all four as well. A lot of these things are on probably uh, Netflix or all four, those sorts of things. Um, so you can go check those out as well. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was really quite fantastic, Derek, as well. And uh, that's finished. He, he really does just kind of come in, do like three seasons, maybe four, um, of a certain thing and then just like complete it and move on and, and i quite like that about him but it leaves well it leaves me as an audience as an audience member kind of wanting more but then he takes a couple of years and starts you know something else like an afterlife or whatever um i, th- I it's interesting with derek because he didn't have as much like he had char- his character had was a character but he wasn't quite as like active as a sort of david brent or like any of the other characters sort of characters listed here um and it was more of him just yeah like it, it's interesting in Derek how much character he got out of that particular character without really doing too much um but it was a lot more about like the feelings and stuff that was going on so I, it was really quite good so uh afterlife of course I, i've done like full uh season review for the first season but i think afterlife is still a work of art and it's genuinely really nice um and it doesn't matter quite so much to me because i'm not the person that made afterlife 
But whenever I see, because he's been posting quite a lot about Afterlife and saying about the messages that he's been receiving, and I've been when he's posted uh, trailers and bits and pieces and clips, or when Netflix has posted little uh, like trailers and stuff. Um, I'd look in the comments and sure there'll be a couple of people that were like oh, there's things off with this show and that and sure not everybody's gonna like everything I know that but there's been so much more of actual internet positivity which is just so rare these days um, with something like this because usually you'd see like oh Walking Dead season 9 trailer and somebody would go in there and say oh I dropped off after season 3 it's like well why are you still following the show or there will be someone like oh this was terrible after season 5 and um, this show needs to end and then some people would reply to them and be like why are you commenting it's it's really quite staggering how much um, in all the different comment sections and I'm talking like 5, 6, 7 different comment sections where some people would say like oh thanks Ricky for making this and my, my wife died of cancer and stuff like that and um, some people saying to him, like, you know, this is really heartwarming, and, like, don't kill the dog, and just really, really nice words towards him, and I think that's probably shocked Ricky as well, because he, he keeps saying, like, I'm genuinely, genuinely just sort of taken back by all the positivity, and, um, like, he, he it doesn't seem like he can find the, quite the words to say thank you, because when somebody overwhelms you, like that I suppose with just so much thanks and what what can you give back to them I suppose the second season is what you could give back to them uh give them more of what they loved which he which he is going to be doing uh it's funny because he said oh I'm working on season two and then Netflix was like I guess we should renew this yeah we'll, we'll renew it um like uh they did that after Ricky had said because uh, he was like oh thanks for all the nice messages I, I guess I should go and work on season two and then it was like wait a minute has this show actually been renewed uh, and then Netflix was like, yeah, we'll, we'll renew it for a second season, obviously. Uh, it would have been bizarre if Netflix had cancelled this after after a season. Um, so that that's really nice as well. Um, but yeah, it's, re- it, it's when you see, even when you see a show with such a high praise and audience as Game of Thrones, you'll still see, I mean, today and last, within last week when, you know, trailers and discussions of all, all sorts of things have started, you'll still see people, even with a massive show like that, say like, oh, I dropped off after season two, it was rubbish and the show needs to end and you would get the, you would get the person replying to them of being like, well, why are you here? <laughs> like, well, why are you still following the show then if you dropped off several years ago? But no one seems to... There's a few people that are like... Okay, this was really great, but you messed up with a few things here and there. Um, like, not all the comments were perfect with it. But, yeah. It, I mean, if it's surprising to me and, like, um, really nice for me to see... That's got to have such a nice effect on Ricky himself. The guy who, you know, actually made the show. So, that's that's really, really nice to see. Um, I still think the show is an absolute work of art. It does have problems. It's not perfect because nothing really is. Um... But yeah, I can't wait for season two, and uh, yeah, obviously there is a certain amount of like it's to do with mental illness, and that affects me. But I do, I do still recognise outside of that part of the show, which is you know the majority of the show or, or a good chunk of the show. It's still just so well put together; it's just incredible. Um, if I was to say, because I remember me and David talked about it, and he said like um, it's probably one of Ricky Gervais's best piece of work, or that's what Ricky himself sort of said. Um, I think it's definitely in the top two, and I know this is very, very different, but I really did like the Ricky Gervais show a lot, but trying to compare that to this is just so, so different, um, 
But if I if I sit here and, and do think about it a bit and think about it now, I do think it's probably Ricky's best work. Um, I think that The Office, the US version, was like a good sort of full-on starting point for him. I know he probably did bits and pieces before that, so I'm not saying that's his first piece of work, obviously. Uh, but it's the first thing that he really got kind of majorly known for. Um, or where the spotlight was like really kind of put onto him. At least from what what I could sort of tell as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think After Afterlife is probably my favourite show that he's done. So yeah, Afterlife is probably my favourite thing that he's done. And I do think it's probably his best piece of work. So um, again, I haven't thought like massively about it. But um, if I'm to sort of sit here and like kind of decide which is is the best on on both sides it's probably afterlife so uh yeah overall obviously i love ricky's ricky's work and everything and i think he's going to continue to go on and do you know really amazing things um and i'm looking forward to afterlife season two he's probably working on it right now um although it seems like you know he's, t- he's taking a nice break and think about what he's wanting to do for season two and stuff um yeah, I'm looking forward to everything that he does in the future, and uh, if he does any more stand-up comedy, that would be really kind of cool as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of all the other things, he is kind of finished with it, so I don't think he'll be returning to anything. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Afterlife Season 2, as I've just said. Um, but yeah, that's that's Ricky Gervais. Um, like, a lot of people kind of look at him and do see the the character of Derek and they're like oh that man's an idiot or I don't like him if you don't like him fair enough um cause I, I actually know some I've seen some people say like I don't quite like Ricky but like his work is kind of interesting um which I, I kind of wonder how much you enjoy his different things that he's done because something like Afterlife is quite different to like The Office um, so it's a lot more sort of heartwarming and stuff like that than The Office where he's like, his character's mucking around a lot more. Um, but, uh, yeah, some people like really kind of hate him and stuff and I, I don't quite get that angle. But then if some people are kind of offended by his lane of comedy, um, you're probably not going to click with him very well at all or like do the opposite of click with him. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to everything that he does, and, uh, obviously I'll keep an eye on him and, and stuff, well, not keep an eye on him, but keep an eye on his work and, and what he's doing and stuff, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future of, of Ricky Gervais, and I still have some of his past left to explore, uh, I suppose, with, with extras, which is on Netflix as well, because uh, that's where I was watching the first couple of episodes. Um, they must have some sort of deal with Channel 4, because there's a lot of stuff on, um, Netflix that's like uh, Channel 4 stuff but anyway yeah that's Ricky Gervais um, so thank you all very much for listening you can find all the content that we've got on uh, entertainmenttalk.org if you want to support the podcast support Entertainment Talk um, sorry if there was also like strange little cuts here and there I've got like quite a bad uh, well my cold is sort of starting to get worse so I had to edit bits and pieces and cut certain bits and pieces out so uh, yeah apologies for that but um, yeah you can find all the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org uh, if you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, there's patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards, reviews of your choice. Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can shop on Amazon. We'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. Uh, what else is there? iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to the feeds that we have. Uh, if you want to do that for a specific feed, uh, I would um, ask you to do that for Game of Thrones at the moment, obviously because it's coming back and uh, we want to sort of... Um, 
catch it while it's while it's still sort of on. So because it's only going to be on for six weeks, it's not like a twenty-four episode season. Uh, but please do that as well. But if you don't want to mess around with Patreon or iTunes or Amazon, uh, word of mouth. All you got to do: tell your friends, tell your family, people that you work with. If you see people online talking about Afterlife or Ricky Gervais or any of the stuff that we've covered, uh, please be sure to tell those people. Uh, social media, share the post on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, all that kind of different stuff. Um, yeah, uh, the iTunes feeds and that, and the website, share all that around. That will really help us out as well. Uh, put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to. Um, don't go getting yourself banned. Do ask before you put them in and stuff, or before you share them in there. Video games, if you want to watch me, Robot David play different video games. Me and David have got Twitch streaming channels. Robert's got one on Mixer. Thank you all very much for listening, and uh, yeah, it was good to bring, well, the podcast wasn't dead, we just hadn't made an episode, it's as simple as that, uh, but yeah, it was good. It was kind of fun to go back and, and do this podcast as well, so, because um, now I've done it all the three different ways that we can, which is with with Robert, with David, and by myself, uh, I suppose the other option is with Robert and with David, so we'll see, we'll see what happens in the future, but thank you all very much for listening, and I'll see you next time, goodbye.